my recording, as you know, Christian, took about a week for me to get to you because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every time I would try to drag it in, it was DSL? like, yo, dude, you got an hour and a half. I'm like, cool. Computer went to sleep, woke uh, up, was like, dude, I don't know what happened, why? but you missed out. No, he forgot his AOL login. You have 32 hours. Why? No, until I genuinely want to know why it took so much for you to do it. I know, it was only like I don't know, because, well, because probably. it was full, the drive was full, and then but, I tried my drive, and it was like... Yeah, you're welcome here, but it's going to take you five hours. Usually and the process then, is you you try to send it, is, like when you go to send it, is email. You say, yes, yeah, send us a drive attachment. I tried to just drag it in the drop. You should have just Didn't sent work. it as a drive attachment. I tried that, and it said here, it has to be a Google Drive, Doc, whatever. You just, so I was like, you oh, are, fucking K, you're just let such, me do that. And then it, <laughs> you, did, it, did, it didn't. You, you could have mailed me a flash drive, and I could have gotten it sooner. You are fulfilling yeah. your role as dad with this technology. <laughs> you know what, guys? I, I got a joke. Take this I got you. a joke. You got. I got, got joke. jokes. Save it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Before you tell what? your joke, are, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Here we go. No, go ahead. Let's hear your okay. joke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my, my, my turn. My turn. And what do you call a band of dirty dishes? You fucking told us it's. I know, in, but in it's chat. for the show. Just let him say oh, it's it. for the listeners. Oh, okay. Uh, I still don't remember because it was such crap. A dishwasher. In sync. Oh. <laughs> uh, Christian, are you recording? Because I wouldn't have wanted. I hope that joke. so. Because else, I just did that for nothing. Joel, are you recording? I've been recording since the dawn of man. Great, because we got. <laughs> yeah. Prisoners, prisoners, dreadlocks, uh, beards, and 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 John Stamos. All this and more on this edition of Sequel Men the podcast. Coming at you, not live from the Moss Eisley Cantina. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's a Sequel Men podcast and it starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Sequel Men the podcast. We got an action-packed, great episode lined up for you today, filled with all the ordinary, regular old stuff that you've come to expect. So, yeah. I'm Christian Bringall, yeah. and yeah, and with me as always, and with me sometimes, is Spencer. Hi, how are okay, you? And to my immediate you. center is you know him as the voice. You're gonna start knowing him as more of a regular host, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You turn into a panther. All right. Well, first maybe. Maybe we should get get an intro down that actually, you know, suits me and is worthy of my time. I've been but, saying uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Like Silence, Spencer. Let <laughs> King Shit of Turd no, Island great. have it's his fine. time here. It's fine. A man who needs no introduction, so we'll ignore him. Christian, we yeah, are the sequel okay, men. Great. 
and we go through film franchises. But we also, if it's good enough, we're doing films or fi- uh, tele- we're doing series. And each season will count as a franchise, unless it's Is the main English your first language? the first two seasons. Hey, and that's what we have. <laughs> and we're we're in the middle of rounding out. Well, then we're in the middle of the Mandalorian season okay. one. We're bringing you season two in a few weeks. Thanks, Joel. You got anything to add? Okay, he doesn't, guys. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Joel. What do you got for us? Yes. Uh, the voice of no, LMR. I'm just excited to be back. Hey, guys, we can we can actually record it properly this time, so this won't be a, a take two scenario. So Good. I'm glad about me that. Me too. Oh, yeah. Believe me, you know I what am we're too. We're doing now. So I'm just excited for that aspect and not having to record the same episode twice. I mean, that never happened, right? Yeah, you know, and you but, know what's funny about that is every time we start recording, we Spencer asks, "Are you recording? Are you recording?" And you said yes, Joel, but you really weren't, were you? He was like, no, I'm a fucking... (laughs) And I was like, oh, he's just being funny. (laughs) I I thought he was joking, too. We're not going to talk about... No, Spencer's like, you're kidding us, right? You're joking. And Joel's like, no, I'm fucking not. I thought you were recording it. And I'm laughing. I'm like, the smile faded from my face, and Spencer was just sitting there with a dumb grin, and... (laughs) Joel, well, okay... Yes, <laughs> you're talking about me being a dad now, of technology. But now, I have made doubly sure, and I'm recording us in two separate ways right now. So, we it was an honest good. mistake, and we're just and to our listeners, I'm not no, technically no, 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 incompetent. No, no. Yes, I promise you that Spencer. So okay, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the first episode. Let's talk about the first run. You know, before that first take of the episode, we're sitting here for 40 minutes trying to get Spencer to learn how to use his recorder. <laughs> So and what did I, I do wrong? Ugh. Quick, let's think. What did I do wrong? Oh, that's right. I didn't listen to Joel when he was telling me that he couldn't get it to record and do video at the same time or something like that. I don't See? know what you guys want to fucking do. I, I wasn't listening because I don't remember what he said. <laughs> so what I've noticed okay. about the Mandalorian season one is yeah. I yes. remember it being good, but. I'm kind of just ready to get to season two after I've seen it. It's so much better. But what I'm noticing about season one here is I don't really know if they if they knew what they wanted to do. They were just trying to, like, they were experimenting with different types of episodes. It was very character-driven. Right. It wasn't really plot-driven. Like, we don't even, you there's not even a main correct. villain until the final two episodes, right. barely. Spencer. But it's finding its footing. It's it's introducing things, and that's, it, I, I can appreciate that yeah. experimentation. It's kind of like an anthology sort of thing. Kind of like, just the, like yeah. a desert wanderer sort of thing, like side questy, if it were a video game. And yeah, I, like stuff yeah. doesn't connect really, but these, it does, but it doesn't. These three episodes in particular, I like to call the world building arc because that's kind of what it yeah. is. It doesn't mm. really have anything to add to the main plot line, but it just builds the world right. post ROTJ for us and introduces characters and whatnot for the rest of the season yeah. and beyond. So, in that sense, I had forgotten. I had forgotten. Uh, like Fennec, my forgot. I forgot. Yeah, like I, I hadn't remembered her, and then I was like, "Hey, I recognize her." But it's she's going to be in the Bad cool. Batch. I don't even know what that is. Well, 
get out. <laughs> yeah, you are right. She's going to be in the animated. Uh, so Clone, Clone Wars, Wars season eight. Sequel, oh, I'm sorry, Bad the Bad Batch, as yeah. it's called. <laughs> well, Spencer, for your information, it's it it's basic. It basically is Clone Wars season eight. It's it it's follows the Bad Batch from season seven of the Clone Wars. It's a group of unique clones who form their own little special unit. Black Ops unit or something like that. One of them looks like Rambo. The other one's big and dumb. Whatever. One of them scrawny. Yeah, one of them sounds like one of these of them episodes. Actually. Hey, so is that like a live action thing? They're no, doing? it's it's it takes place after Order sixty six, and it follows these clones in the aftermath. Mm, so I'm in out that, then it's animated. And yes, it's animated, but it's phenomenal animation. I'm out. Wow. The animation. I mean, I like cartoons, but I'm just I'm not. As in, to the cult. Like, it wouldn't make sense to me. It wouldn't make sense to me. Well, it'd be it'd certainly be nice for us though. So you'd know. I skipped oh, ahead I, to oh, season oh, oh, seven. Joel, sorry, here, let me let me reiterate. I don't give a shit. <laughs> sorry if you thought I did. About, <laughs> anyway, about what you guys want about. me to watch. Let's just talk about chapter four. Let's talk about chapter four. But Let's before we go that. to chapter four, I have a very special edition of Spencer's Sports Corner. Yeah. As okay. we all know here in Michigan, and I'm sure other states too, that's the saying we have here in Texas. I'm sure they have it in Tennessee too. Uh, people are mad that sports aren't aren't able to start because of this pandemic. And let me tell you, yeah. It is a little sad. It's a little annoying. But when I see parents and grown people posting statuses saying it is heartbreaking, I am heartbroken, stop it. The people, no, stop. These kids didn't die. These kids aren't losing out on their life or their whole career. It's sports. It's a hobby, okay? And maybe for some of them, they're going to play at the next level. They're going to anyway. They're not going to lose out on that just because they can't play yet. There's more. There's worse stuff going on right now than not being able to play sports. And I love sports, as you know. And I want to watch high school sports. I want to watch my nieces and nephews that are still in high school. I want them to have a season. But I get that that's not really a top priority right now. The, how, what about all the theater kids that can't do their hobby? And they that's not something that most of them are going to do after high school. Whereas sports, you're more likely to do something in that line. What about the art students, the art club, quiz bowls, uh, any extra curriculum, any extra curriculum? activity like but you don't see them going to to meetings and trying to we need that it's more than a game let me tell you it is not more than a game i've been through them yeah it's building relationships and all that and it's fun but it is you're playing a game and it sucks that you can't and it's sad that you can't but it is not heartbreaking thank you I got a. Can I piggyback? I actually, I have some serious commentary to piggyback off of that with. Go ahead. And I will acknowledge. I will acknowledge the fact that you know what there has actually been a couple of news stories of as of late as Mona about Shores. young kids. I think one of us a hockey yes. player recently that have killed themselves because it was too much because because of the separation. And uh, the isolation and not being able to have that group okay, activity. That is and, heartbreaking. And relationship, 
Right, but let me let that me continue is, on this because this, this is be. making me. And it also, I'll tell you what it is not. What that is not is your token into the argument that this mental health thing is is so. You know, we need to get back in school and back get back to school, back in person, and everything like this because of mental health. And you're using that. You're using those few news stories of the teens who are taking their lives in this suicide thing, and you're using it as your, your fucking token for that argument. That is, as someone who has had a very serious, very tragic, very traumatizing battle with mental health, and yes, attempted suicide myself, when I see that, I think it's pathetic. I think you should mourn the loss of those students and those kids, but for people who want to use that as their token into the argument, it infuriates me. Yeah, use them all. And that's all use I got. all of them, not just sports. There's more important things than sports right now. And honestly, if you really want to play that bad, d- g- dude, go play pickup basketball. I'm sure you can pull some strings with the coach's kid to get you in the gym. Play there. You don't have to have a season to play these things. It's winter right now here in Michigan. Right. There's frozen lakes. Go play pond hockey, honestly. If you're if you're having that much separation, and listen, I get it, I get it, and I know that for some kids it is what they you know go to. Like maybe their home life is is rough, and that's their escape. That's valid. That is fine. That's yes. That for them, it is a heartbreaking thing. But as a whole, like you said, Joel, to use it as a token, not okay because there's a lot of people that can't do what they want to do right now. And honestly. If you hold it in such high esteem that that's your whole life, you might be too invested in it anyway. If you do that with anything, you're too invested. If you do that with food, you're too invested. I, if you have, put, I agree with hold you. Hold it on, on such point. a high pedestal. It yeah, you'll get to play another day. I was just having You just have to be patient. I was just having a small conversation about this a little earlier this evening. And I kind of, I agree with you on that point, that it's sad. Look, here, look, some of these people are coping with depression and anxiety and things like that, even before the COVID stuff happened. And they see sports as an outlet for that or to get their minds away from it. And when that's taken away, that option's off the table. They aren't finding appropriate ways to cope with it. And that's correct. Right. Had these and effects on people. And that's why, like, I'll point right. out those situations. Yeah. That is a little hard. That's why I wanted but, to. I wanted to interrupt you a little bit. Do a little yeah. inter- pass interference on your sports corner. Nice one. And just hold on a minute, Spencer. Hold on. I understand that. And my sister was saying the same thing. There's more to life than sports. There's more to life than. There's more things to enjoy in life than this activity that you love to do. Like in its absence, maybe try and focus on something else. And I don't mean to say that to belittle or somebody's life being lost or taking their own life. I don't mean that to say that, oh, well, they should have just uh, gotten their priorities straight and changed their tune and they shouldn't have done what they did. But you know what I'm saying. Yes. But and, it's, I mean, you try speaking, and find an alternative to replace that activity. 
because there is yeah, more to life. There's more things to enjoy in this life. And you're yeah, young. You have you, your life ahead of you. Yeah. So It is sad. It is. But for the people that I'm thinking of, it's just <clears throat> it's when they they toss around the word heartbreaking like as a blanket statement. I think and what you not, guys are trying to say used. is that they're taking advantage of the situation. Absolutely. Correct. Okay. It's all about power. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's about keeping kids safe. Well, okay. it does spark my interest. Okay, last thing. I work yeah. for the, with a production company that works with the Muskegon Lumberjacks, and we've been able to broadcast games. I haven't recently because the attendance has been so low that they don't want... They cut the production down a little bit. But I haven't... Well, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. But what my point was, we're able to have hockey games. Like, there's professional athletics are allowed to go on. But how come there aren't... How come we aren't able to have these high school sport activities go on? Like hockey and winter sports. I mean, they were able to play football. I just watched the Big Reds play DeWitt a couple weeks ago. And that is, of course, an outside sport. I mean, hockey's different. It's in an arena. It's inside, but I mean, well, the thing with the professionals I think is they have the money to have to that. have testing and all these protocols. High school has a bunch of irresponsible kids that you can't really regulate. That's the difference between professional sports, where that's their job, and they're like, "Shoot, I have to take this pandemic serious, or else I—that's my job. I can't go to work." That's the difference. Correct. That's what I I was just going to say in one word, money, both to the money to supply what's needed and the money. It's about money. It's I think that that's a economic driven thing and that's separate from the public school issue in my view. That that okay. Mona Shore so student's name was Brennan Deathloff. Who was that? He was 18, yes. Brennan Deathloff. He played the, who, Loff. He played for Mona Shore's senior hockey player. He's a senior hockey player. Correct. That's so may he rest in peace. Yes. Just want to shout out. Yes. And, you know, for anybody that's going through stuff like that, there's resources. Find them. Do not be afraid to reach out. And, you know, get in. Pull some strings to get in the gym if you have to. Go shoot. Go play. Hang out with your friends. Anyway, we've been heavy. We're we're gonna get lighter now. So yeah, well, that was one hell of a sports corner. Yeah. Wow. So uh, <laughs> chapter four, sanctuary. We start yes. with a peaceful farming village that suddenly gets taken out by the diehard fan section at a Cleveland Browns game. Welcome to the dog pound, baby. Credits. Mando and B.Y. <laughs> land on the farming planet and check out the local Pad Thai restaurant where Mando just chucks around coins in vague amounts to pay for shit. He meets an MMA star pretending to be an actress and they fight for reasons and then we get the overused unfunny trying to be cute baby Yoda sipping on a soup meme. Great, we get it. You say coffee weird. Some locals try to bribe Mando into protecting their village from stuff. Omara tries to seduce Mando, but he's not having it. The helmet stays on, lady. You ain't gonna get this Mandalorian to disrobe. Cara Dune, that's the MMA fighter, and Mando discover an ATST footprint. 
and they warn the locals. They insist on being trained. The locals insist on being trained to fight. We get a mini training montage, and apparently a few hours is enough to make soldiers. We do some recon mission in Cleveland while the villagers stand by, and ATST arises. And we are go time. Mando and Kara go or Kara go to ready the villagers, and it's battle. The walker gives chase, and the Browns faithful storm the village, and are taken out rather easily by the untrained, but mainly just Mando and Kara, Kara, whatever. The walker is destroyed by stepping into the pond and getting blown up, and the Browns still can't catch a break. Mando wants to leave the child with the strangers. He's really meshing with them, and the kids love him. Kara or Kara takes out <laughs> a Cara. sniper bounty hunter. Mando realizes there's a bounty on them, so they can't stay. And just like that, the fairy tale is over, and it's back to reality and traveling the galaxy. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes... <laughs> yeah, I almost did that. <clears throat> but, so, okay, so number one, no, they're not the Cleveland Browns. Right. They're the Ferris State Bulldogs. No. <laughs> so, sure? They're the Klaatuinian Raiders, the actually. What? You're welcome. The Klaatuinian Raiders. Sorgan is the name of the planet. I Correct. thought it was Endor for a moment. Mm -hmm. Aaron Sorgan. Ha! <laughs> That was clever. Wow, good nope. one, bro. Nope. Uh, so that was clever. Kr krill farming. That's that's their industry. Yep. Krill. They farm krill. Yeah. They use krill to to make yep. spotchka to make flagons of spotchka. The hell are you? Good. That's really they good. Make that's I watched the episode and I I remember the terminology. I do too. Oh, you know what's me. really neat though? I'm I not think. Do that. I don't know if you noticed the color of the villagers' outfits have that same. Uh, aquamarine color as the krill and I think they use right. it as a dye which I think is something that's Ooh. really interesting if you think about it that they've been able also to dye their clothes neat. the color of their product one general aesthetic mm -hmm. note I'll throw out there right away in one of my first thoughts it's a, it's a little more exotic looking that personally for me and personally this entire thing it, not only the color scheme and what but the premise of the, the episode evoked Absolutely. Clone Wars vibes. Yep. It looked like Clone Wars, like the color palette just kind of was a little bit more like the yeah, like the teal Absolutely. whatever. Teals and the blues and, you know, the bright transparency of the bright blue transparent krill mm -hmm. whatever. Um and of course the premise um we'll speak more on it. Alien later, Mulan. But, um <clears throat> basically, yeah, Mulan uh, Seven Samurai, also the episode from the Clone Wars season two. Is that two, what Tengo or Tembo or whatever his name is? Bounty Hunters is the name of the episode. Embo, yeah, okay. Embo and... Felucia, right? Oh, man, I can't remember. Yes, I think that was a okay. planet. Maybe not. But it it's very much the same thing. And obviously they drew from both those episodes, both this Mando episode and the Clone Wars, taking another kind of page out of Lucas' uh, playbook again by deriving it from Seven Samurai, another Akira Kurosawa film. Sad to say so, I haven't seen it. Here we go again with Akira Kurosawa now, stuff. Okay, this is a little unrelated, but is the movie The Magnificent Seven kind of based on Seven Samurai or vice versa? Uh, it would story. be... 
think seven samurai okay. came first. So I think it might be a Western yes derivative. Then, yeah, they they adapted the it into That's the Western, really cool. Americanized it essentially. You That's know? really so, cool. Yeah, all of that magnificent magnificent seven. Cool. All of that. So it's yeah. the same premise of the heroes protecting the village. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, yeah, I was instantly. It's like this is a Clone Wars episode for a post Empire era. And I, I like right. that. Even the design of the buildings in the village, like you were just been talking about the aesthetic and all that. The, dro- the droid, mm-hmm. I love their little fishing droid. Like it walks like a heron. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I love that yeah. design. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was neat. I and like it that. does evoke the PT. How about you, Spencer? Remember that episode of The Clone Wars? Oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, That's what I hey. Jumbo uh, Magnus and uh, <laughs> the, the droid. Uh, T eighty T Texas Instrument uh T eighty seven or T brilliant to his credit I hadn't seen T I eighty three yeah T I eighty three I haven't seen the episode but I or maybe I have a long time ago but I do remember hearing about the episode to be fair is it Kara or Kara it's Kara 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 yes. I will say... So this episode's our introduction yes. to her. To her credit, she's much better when she doesn't have to talk. So. <laughs> yeah, let me just dive in. Show emotion. Okay. You guys are well aware of my feelings. Yeah. Not only about Be the diplomatic person, the about it. And I will, I will stand up on my soapbox here for a minute because I've been obviously... The political climate of everything and all this... Uh, um, Gina Carano has said some very shady things, has tweeted out some very anti-masker, very questionable, uh, morally questionable, at least from my view and many others' view. And, you know, recently I was on a thread and I just said, I don't like the person, I don't like the character. And basically got accused of blending the two together. Well, you don't like the character because... You're a, you're a liberal or you disagree with her politics and you're a, you know, a mask Nazi or whatever. It has nothing to do with it. The woman can't act, in my opinion. No, she can't. I don't. She fights well. Like, well, yeah. She does very well with, with, um, with action scenes. I think scenes. so, being an MMA fighter. You know, I'm going to give her that. Like, I will give, yes. like, she has fulfilled one aspect, at least, of her role. And, like, I will give it, like, she does fit the image of what I would imagine a rebel shock trooper would be. I mean, that's why they and cast as far her, as the, As far as, like, the athleticism and the um, combativeness of that and uh, tactical and combat training you that you would imagine she received in the, you know, Rebel Alliance Special Forces or whatever, wherever she comes from. Like, you can see that through her fighting and everything else. But as far as the acting, it's, it's not been there. flat ever since this episode. Ever since this episode. And I I really have not changed my stance on her. You know, and obviously, we'll get into season two when we get there. But I, I hate this notion of people jumping on people like me because they assume that I am not separating character well, person. some of it might have been your delivery. Well, some of it might have been blow me. Ah, <laughs> no thanks. I will. Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> case in point, like, Tim Allen, I think Tim Allen's obviously friggin' hilarious. Yeah. 
Do do a little digging on Tim Allen. You'll find out that he's he leans right, and he's got all these other not extreme. Though. You've seen last year. Right. He criticize. He's fine, but yeah. But generally, I disagree with him. Right. Still, yes, but yes. I love him. I love the guy on screen. For sure. He's he's freaking hilarious. Like Santa Claus. You know, you got of course Toy Story, Michigan Man, and all that. Like people are capable of separating. Santa the, just took the out the Hendersons. Person. Yeah, from the character. I just I hate I just hate all this shit that's going on on Twitter and online and on the forums of people tearing each other apart because they're making assumptions like, well, you're just a fucking liberal, so you're just not gonna like the character. Like, no, no, bro. No, no, I've been no. A Star Wars before before anything else. I'm a Star Wars fan. Can I? Well, at least before my political affiliation, I'm a Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Fan. He doesn't like so the two Mexicans. It really sets me off when people want to make those assumptions. Spencer, anyway, yeah, that's my spiel about Cara Dune, and I won't, I won't get Cara, back into now it. Now, if you want to we'll talk to a, Spencer, about a fan base that that can't separate person from art, talk to the Harry Potter community because um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into uh, that. We'll get into that for sure. Yeah, because I do you have know, my own opinions about that. Two of these episodes, and we'll talk about the other one. I won't give specifics, but two of these have um, lines in them that are very, like, real world. Like, Mando says, what the hell? Yeah. I, and I'm like, that's... It throws me off whenever they're swearing in Star Wars. I'm like, is, is that invented? Han like, said it in here? Empire, remember? Yeah, that True. goes all the I'll see yeah, you in hell, but... The, yeah. The the one in the in the, the last prison Jedi. episode threw me off way more. Remember when Poe says it in the Last Jedi, his foot breaks yeah, through the speeder, and he's like, "What the hell?" I don't know if I like it's a that. I don't now. like big ass door, but we're getting off topic yeah. here. Which, by the way, no, sister I, podcast or brother that's podcast? That's a different yeah. Uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. Going off topic, yeah. friends of the show, Brandon Pop and Chris Kemperman. Listen to their show. Check it out. Um, Going off topic. I just want to give my two cents on the Gina Carano thing. So listen. Okay, let's listen to the voice of reason. Listen. Here comes Christian. is going to try to moderate the situation I and vaguely, the I vaguely, Let him speak! <laughs> I vaguely know of some of the stuff that she's posted. I just understand that she's posted in support of some of the people protesting the mask wearing and things like that. Now, if I were to meet her in person and she was cordial and nice to me, I would treat her the same way. I think she would be nice. She's a nice person in general, even if you disagree with their viewpoints. That being okay. said, separating the person from the character, don't like her political vo voice, but I don't hate the lady. I don't. She, her performance. You don't I. hate her either. I know that. But her performance just isn't there for me. And I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying that to be cruel right. or mean. This is just being critical of her performance. She's not an actress. She's not an actress. She's an MMA That's fighter. Fine. And some people in the, that industry are able to transition into being performers and doing Ronda it well. Ronda Rousey, and people, I think, could have done a better job. Yeah. But if you but wanted to get an MMA There's one line that she gives at the end, like, once once that thing gets in the water, it's going down. And I, was, I yeah. did not like that. And that was a bad line reading. Yeah. D just the line in general was bad. It didn't. It's like this isn't a frat party. Like you're going down. This isn't beer pong. Like <laughs> she 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 talks as if she's afraid to show her teeth. 
Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> so like that's part of the problem with the delivery too. And the people are. She out doesn't there. have bad teeth. And um, I know, but the way she delivers her, she like delivers her lines like this, and it it, it annoys the ever living. Another thing I don't like about um, her character is the wardrobe. And the little teardrop tattoo, like you didn't serve in yeah. Alcatraz like that. with a with a no. gang. And I don't like how we'll find out about this this tattoo on her face in season two. Right. But yeah. it means something important. Yeah. But I just think they should have done it a different way because that's a symbol that people use in prison. Am I correct? Yeah. You know what how we mean? can yeah. fix her character? Something like that couple things couple reasons and then we're going to move on from her and talk okay. about the actual episode okay. but two two ways to fix her character recast her for ronda rousey no or have her have vocal cord damage in the episode like she gets shot can't talk anymore and then in the next episode she'll be played by bumblebee what the Transformer. And then the next episode, she gets her vocal cords back and snip, snap, snip, snap. Oh. <laughs> Do you have any idea so, what the physical <laughs> soul that multiple voice cord transactions has on a body? Trans, um, nope. Tran, Don't trans, make her mad, um, it hurts. Don't hmm. make her yell. Really cool when they're out there in the forest and they see the, the big footprint. And this is... Yep the first like big thing that connects us to like the original trilogy I mean there's other stuff but this is like a thing where you're like oh I remember those things and that's I it's really cool and then dude when they reveal the ATST and the red eyes like dude. through the trees it's terrifying entirely yeah entirely different the take shape on the of ATST the eyes are just and when it's scary. walking and it's like in the mm -hmm. woods and you're just kind of seeing the eyes through the trees. Unsettling. That's like, I was terrified. It's I was scared. It was like a hybrid Predator yeah. and Jurassic Park take mm. on the ATST. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was dope. There's a beautiful wide shot with the with the village on the left and the ATST on the right. Just that wide shot, like a standoff yeah. with the Spotchka mm -hmm. patty in front of them or whatever it is. Right. Krill. Krill patty, whatever. But speaking of which, right at the, the beginning the of the episode, when they're getting attacked by the bulldogs, um, some guy tosses his... The Klaatuinians. Some guy just... <laughs> Planet Bulldog, whatever. Some guy, I see them running, and he just like tosses his basket like, fuck this, and just runs off. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take the fish. We One of the plenty. extras, it cracked me up. <laughs> just but, do something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, but go ahead. with the ATST, obviously, yeah, like you said, the, the footprint, you see it and you know it. You know is what it? Because it it's got a really, like, like unmistakable uh, print. But also, like, what they did with the ATST, I think they fixed its reputation. Because, like, in the OT. Return of the Jedi. And not even, and not even in the, C, they didn't fix its, uh, this problem in, in the sequel trilogy, which wouldn't expect them to, but <laughs> it's it, it it kind of seems seems wimpy. It, the OT, they, yeah. they look like a bunch of like they. There's a reason why they nicknamed them Chicken Walkers. Right. <laughs> the fandom, they have that nickname Chicken Walkers because they look like fucking chickens. In and part that's partly to do with the stop motion and 
the limits of technology at the time, but it's also just, I think that was slightly intentional to make the ATST the more diminished of the two because you have the fucking AT-ATs that are supposed to be the big boys and those are supposed to be the, the intimidating dogs. ones and so they're like, well, we got to knock it down a peg and also have these like less threatening ones. What they did in the, this episode is say, no, these can be really scary in the right context and boom, that's what you get. Fucking T-Rex AT. Another thing that... What I was waiting oh, for... All right, I will. What I was waiting for <laughs> Good. was like she was giving her speech, like guys, we got to be ready for him when they got on the Mando. You want to add anything? And he's just like, yeah. Is he chewing gum Bring too? He walks. Yeah. <laughs> and will Ewoks. somebody get me some fucking Ewoks in here? <laughs> <laughs> well, why? Because. Okay. So Talking about the ATSD and with the Ewoks and everything, another thing that added to this one being a little more intimidating was it seemed like it was being automated, or it was moving yeah, on its own. Like the, nobody was in it. You couldn't see anybody through the eye, the the window right. pieces, if you will. <clears throat> but that's freaky. <clears throat> that was freaky. Which and the red eyes were freaky. I, I'm sure there was there was a pilot. There I'm was sure. a like, pilot. No. You couldn't see anyone in the I, I in highly the eye doubt hole. that it wasn't though in the red light remote control. So, okay, maybe it was a short ass Clatuinian. Oh. An Ewok, full circle. They turned. Turns out it was Quill. I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I have spoken, bitch. That was my brother. <laughs> but anyway, you no. Um, the battle didn't last long enough for me. No, it was the. Do you get a... Oops, I bumped something. No, I get a little... Oh, sorry, going. I'm getting a little off track here. The ATST, they mentioned, or Kara mentioned, that there's nothing powerful enough on this planet that can take one of those things out. And I beg to differ, because we've seen otherwise Ewoks in Return rocks. of the Jedi. Ewoks, logs, I mean, you see two logs bonk the side of one and crush it, which... Rocks. That, What's that? Oh, yeah, rocks. Rocks, rocks, but rocks didn't take them out, though. That goes that goes back to, you know, my point of essentially it's almost like they're trying to retcon the reputation of the ATST. They did a little bit. And try bit. to improve upon it and write a new story right. for the ATST. I think that's probably what they were trying to do. But I'm thinking, like, what are some other ways they could have taken this thing out? They could have simply tied a wire at the edge of the forest. Because it wouldn't have been able yeah. to see it unless it was looking down at to it. Guide them. And I meant I keep saying it because I think it's automated because it moves like it's like it's an animal, like the chicken walker, a chicken. whatever. A big chicken. Mm, you think so? <laughs> oh, did you notice uh, during the training sequence? I did notice that number one, she's the only one that can fight with a blaster, and I believe she's using the Relby. Omera, you mean? Yeah. Omer? Are you talking about... Yeah, Omer. Omer. She's using a Relby. Or he gives her a Relby, I think, which is Bosk's rifle. I only know that because yeah, of Battlefront. Yeah. yeah. But cool gun. Uh, I love the music during the training sequence and the opening sequence when they're being raided. Mm -hmm. Music stands out really well. Really good. Um, you do get the Mulan vibe. Yes, I was just going to say that. And it kind of builds on it kind of builds off the idea like oh what 
This could be like, what does Mando look like in a domesticated environment, if you will? Like I was trying to get you like know. retired warrior sort of thing. Yeah. And I am going to say it right now. At the end of Mandalorian, the series finale, he's going to come back and he's going to be with this Amer woman. I don't like that. Or whatever I don't her that name is. Omera. 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 I'm sorry. I never caught I like her that. name. But I can see that happening. They, but they, see, that's, I don't want that because they didn't Another do happy anything ending. to convince me that that could happen. They talked mm-hmm. a couple times. Right. She tried to right. get in his helmet. Uh, thank you. And that was it. Good one. That was good. Like, she's like, oh, let me take it. And he's like, no, fuck. I don't even know you. I've known you for like a day. You just want me for my kid. I didn't. Oh, there was no, no real, like, chemistry. Yeah. Like, you can't. I think you're right. I don't know. I think you are right. It was just I kind of a little thrown annoyed at the end there when uh, it seemed like Cara Dune was trying to, like, push the domesticated Mando thing. You know, like, oh, suddenly down with a beautiful woman and with your kid, and it's like, no, this is a fucking, yeah, this is that Mando. That bother me, but it's it did, it did, because it's like I think what is this episode? This is chapter four of the entire fucking it, series, and now that we got this, it does kind of give a sense down, man. Side, it gives a yeah. little bit. It kind of takes the edge off Mando a little bit while still retaining his badassery. Because he's chivalrous. He's chivalrous. Mm-hmm. He treats people with respect when they give him the same. We've seen that right. already. And I do like that. As far I, Spencer as... mentioned in the last episode, I like that he's not this, I work alone. I don't talk to anybody. I, yes, I love that he's like a normal. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like generous. Like he's he's appreciative of things he's not i mean he's just chucking money oh hey and watch the kid here's a sack of money I, <laughs> <laughs> he just always has money yeah. yeah oh and like thank you thank you for letting me stay here like, he's just he's appreciative he's not your usual like badass lone Bo- ranger yeah. bounty hunter scum mm-hmm. yeah. oh did yeah. you not did you guys notice that one of the two villagers that come to get mando in the middle of the night on their little buggy or whatever that is barge one of them is from wandavision i didn't know this one of them is his co-worker the one who says oh business is actually another word for another danish another round of danish basically the guy who looks like he's from indian descent he's he's from wandavision yeah 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 you you got me got you yep Got you. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, this episode it. was fine. It it was it again it does more for world 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 building world building than it was for actually the kids. moving the plot. It was for the kids and the meme. Yeah. Basically it just shows in the meme. they're still under the hunt. I mean, they're still being tracked. Yeah. Which is what Well the, at the end yeah. we see like Mando's initial plan is say, Okay, well I'm gonna he belongs here. He's well loved. He's well taken care of by these people, and I'm just gonna piece the fuck out. But as we see, and they're called Kubaz, by the way. That's that's the name of the species. Another Kubaz pops up. Not the same. Not the ferryman Kubaz we saw in the first episode, but a different Kubaz bounty hunter. I'm sorry. What was it called again? Aim, taking his name. Kubaz. A I cool know, ass. I know. I'm being an idiot. Kick his ass, Kubaz. 
Um, well, stop. I know it's hard to, but please stop. Uh, what? <laughs> to stop being an idiot. I, oh, see? There I go. Oh, I'll go ahead. I don't get anyway, it. You have the floor. Anyway, the Kubaz bounty hunter has uh, the child in his sights. And we're like, what's going to happen? Don't shoot him. Don't shoot him. Then Dead. we hear the blasts and it's Kara standing. One of her useful moments is <laughs> killing that b- bounty hunter. Um, so that was, that was like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't leave the kid here. Yep. So the journey continues. So did you guys hear the journey continues? Did yeah. you guys hear during the training sequence too, when she's training them to stab and whatever, work with staffs and whatever? She yells yes. at them to be louder, louder, and I was like, "Louder! What <laughs> like the fuck? You help. want discretion? It's you don't gonna... want to shout your position out, like." <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're over here. here. I am. <laughs> you could kill us now. <laughs> yeah, and did you guys notice that the I, I the alpha dog, if you will, he was taken out by <laughs> the two goofballs that went to pick up Mando. Right. You might say that they really stuck it to him. <laughs> okay, that'll do. Okay. Ah, that was supposed to yeah, be an Austin good. Powers moment <laughs> with the puns. Ongoing puns. Well, I get but, you. I get uh, but, yeah. I wish somebody would stick it to me did, after that Oh, joke. did you get... This is something that people might not know about from the High Republic. I got Nahil, Nahil overtones with Nile. the Nile overtones with the Raiders. A little bit with the painting Which of the that, ATST. Let's just talk about how annoying it is that the, the fact that Mark Thompson... Like I've told you guys, I mentioned on the last episode, I'm listening to... Uh, Light of the Jedi, the first novel mm-hmm. of High Republic, and how annoying it is that Mark Thompson, which that guy's amazing, but damn it, why does he say it Nihil when it's Nile, like nihilism, nihilist, Nile is how you pronounce it, and then all throughout the book, Mark Thompson is Nihil, 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 which is fine. <laughs> I can see Joel yelling Thompson, at the audio book. Mark Thompson can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> But not, it's just a little. Anyway, Mark yes. Thompson's reading it. The Nihil. It's Nile, damn it. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> outtakes. I, I, I it's want like reading a Halo Jedi book outtakes. and having to say the fluid. <laughs> like. <laughs> the fluid, McGee. Master Chef. Um, it's Chief. But I. <laughs> On your original point, I do agree with you. The Klaatuinian Raider, Raiders do give up. It's a similar vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit. They're just there to the pillage and take. And Sell their own That's spotchka. the entire credo of the of the Nile, too, is to, they just out there. They take, take, take. You mm-hmm. Kind of so, like my yes, ex-wife. <laughs> just kidding. I have never what? been married before the Prior one that I have now. The, and she's not like yeah. that. I was trying to make a funny joke. I'll okay. try again in a little bit. I well, I will later. <laughs> so yeah, Yoda, baby Yoda, does not stay. The kids are all mm-hmm. gonna miss him. And uh, he what if wave he goodbye. saved that village as a Jedi later? No. What if? Okay. <laughs> You're the one that wants Mandalorian to go back at the season finale and be with the chick who he met for a week and had no chemistry with. But my idea sucks? Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? 
you might be right. But there's this in the original release of this episode, there was a boom in the shot. If you guys remember Neat. that. During uh what is her name again? I remember Jean's guy from season two, but I don't remember Boom Guy from Yeah, there was a boom that dipped into the frame during one of their private conversations in the farm, in the barn. Yeah, and then they broke the fourth wall. They're like, hey, do you mind? We're having oh, a I remember conversation. that now. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. A fun little behind the scenes. <laughs> That's not a boom. It's my lightsaber. So does he have a okay. chastity belt made of Beskar? Most oh, likely, yeah. wow. Most likely, yeah. I was just going to ask. I can't ever take it off. <laughs> so <laughs> Not uh, allowed. You can't to chapter five no. now. Literally, I can't. My head is underneath. Like ten years ago. <laughs> this, this is a good oh, no. you, just, you just hear, you just hear, like, they uh. kiss, and you just hear, ding. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the Iron Man 2. It went up, stuff went up my butt, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of uh, the episode of Family Guy where uh, they're like in medieval times and all the normal characters, they're in like night gear, like metal, you know, like armor. And uh-huh. there's this really hot chick that, that comes up on a on a horse and you just hear it goes down the line to these dudes and it goes ding, 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 ding. Like they're getting boners oh. in their suits and then it gets to Mort and nothing <laughs> happens. So he just goes. Ding! (laughs) 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 Oh, I think with that. Any other any other last thoughts on this episode? Medieval boners. Well, actually, that's a good kind of a circle (laughs) around um, medieval. Let's talk. I just want to just say that battle, like the those battle scenes there. I got medieval vibes from this whole situation, like with the Klaatuinians. I guess at the beginning of the episode too, where they're introduced, but being like barbarians. Yeah, but I. Um, and then also in the battle scene, I also got a bit of a, like a World War Two vibe. Yeah. With all the fog and like the crude barriers set up, and like kind of like trench warfare. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that never really hit me before. It um, hit me on this uh, last time watching this morning, and uh, I thought it was neat. I agree with you. That's it. Good points. Good points. So that's the Assassin's Creed seeping in, isn't it? Been playing too much Valhalla. Oh yes, I suppose so. Good. Spencer doesn't care. We're ready for chapter <laughs> five. Chapter five. What if Yoda came back and was just like, "That's not chapter five. Let the dogs out. Who did? All right. <laughs> um. <laughs> what? What even? <laughs> what are you talking about? Because the. All right. Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. We're mid-battle in space between Mando and an unknown pilot. Mando pulls a sweet move to get behind him and blow him up. Boom! There it is. Now he's landing in freaking Tatooine. And even though we've been there several times, we're just as excited to see it. Because, hey, we recognize that place from the movies. And... 
We meet Granny Perm and her little George Sweet. <laughs> and calm down, lady. This isn't theater protection. This is not a theater production, okay? It's just cool it with the overacting a little bit. Granny she's fun. Perm. Man, <laughs> yeah. Mando leaves BY like an idiot and goes off to find shit. He meets Toro, aka store brand Stamos. And you know what? First of all, how dare he sit where Han sat, first of all. But he's a rookie who is way too pretty looking for Star Wars, but whatever. He wants to go after Fennec Shand, a bounty hunter who dealt with the huts or something. Mando and Storbrand Stamos get almost sniped by Fennec. They camp in the sand, and by the way, I hate sand. It's so coarse and it gets everywhere, but they rush her at night. They find and capture her. Mando goes off somewhere, and Toro allegedly kills Fennec and turns against Mando once finding out how wanted he is. Toro gets a confidence boost and goes after Granny Perm and B.Y. What? <laughs> Ultimately, his inexperience leads to his fall as Mando outsmarts him and takes him out pretty easily, saving Baby Yoda and G-Perm. He takes off. We get a tease, though, of someone, I think we all know who it is by now, kneeling down next to Fennec's body. Whose boots are they? they so this like episode s- I liked better than the last episode, <clears throat> uh, but mm-hmm. only yeah. a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> correct. Only a little bit. So I, who directed I will this say one? Toro. Are you saying the last episode we're going to cover tonight or the previous episode as in chapter the previous four? One, the previous yeah. episode. Okay. I, maybe I don't. I don't know. I do. And But I do what? think this Toro <laughs> character, is, is he's a little too clean, a little too good looking, yeah. a little too real world looking right. yes. for me. But it's whatever. You know what? Let's all bring to light yeah, right away. Yeah. <clears throat> Mando's coming in on uh, Tatooine there, and you hear, this is Mos Eisley Tower, you're yeah. clear to dock in 35, which is right next to what? 64. Docking Bay 34. So that was a little neat. Yeah, number. What's Docking Bay 34? Okay, come on, Spencer. Docking Bay 34, A New Hope. I, I thought it was 64. Han, that's where Han's ship is. I thought it was Bre- 60. Oh, you're right. Docking Bay 34. Don't 94. Bre- Knock, it's 94, not 34. Is it? Yeah. Oh! I'm a Star Wars Docking Bay 94. 34 is somewhere. 34 is somewhere. Where is it? I don't know. Next to 35. Did I, I just? Bet, I bet next you're going to tell us that's next to 36. Yeah, it is. Well, 34 is something. 34 is a reference to something. I I, under, I know I know that much. All right. How do we want to kick off out. the gate? You call her Granny Perm, but I call her Secondhand Ripley because she looks just like Ellen Ripley with that hairstyle. Cool. Also, before we get any further, let's just. I know she's a little <laughs> over the top, but I like her and. Amy Sedaris. Yeah, I love the performance. I love her recognize. performance. You might know you don't her like from her? a show called Strangers with Candy, 
which was this weird show where this 46-year-old oh. lady goes back to high school and starts over as a freshman. You might also know her from Made in Manhattan, uh, School of Rock. She's nope. Deb, the receptionist, and Elf. She's been in a lot of TV shows. Uh, she was in that movie Chef. She was in... She voiced a character in The Lion King, the new reboot. Um, she's voiced... A, she voices a lot of... A lot of characters and a lot of little animated stuff, but um, it, she's that's a nice little nice little cameo. And before we go on to, um, it's amazing how actually very attractive she is as just herself. Up, oh, sorry, um, I forgot to mention the last Spencer chapter, thing for Granny chapter Perm. four, chapter four, uh, directed by Bryce Gilles. Dallas Howard. And um, this episode, Chapter 5, The Gunslinger, directed by Dave Filoni. So, ah, the return of Dave. Yeah. I think we <laughs> might see him again in this episode, or in the ne- in oh, this yeah? episode of Sequel Men. We might re- reacquaint ourselves with him. But I mean, we, might, we might see Dave. Huh? Should we? Um, Pelimoto, I'm, I'm going to go on record since you guys already Who's told that? the world your opinions. Peli Moto is a name for character. Peli, oh, I don't Aris. like her. Peli Moto. Okay. Cool. Uh, I just feel like it's all forced. I don't know. To yeah. me, she's a, she's she herself. Obviously, like loved her an elf, but I I'm just not feeling the Peli Moto thing. Thank you for telling I, I me her name because, ladies and gentlemen, Christian. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry, I that was rude, Christian. No, I will let no, you no, no. What's her name? Pelimoto. Like Pelimoto is this night's, this episode's character spotlight. And I've been so focused on the plot and of just rewatching these. I haven't written anything, but I will say. Oh, of course. You may recognize her. Welcome to Whose Line? Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go way back. Let's go back to a little planet called Tatooine, which we're on. So let's go back. After to the past, future. Back Let's to go. The future. There's a big race That's coming heavy. up. There's a big race coming up. Little boy, you might remember him. Anakin, Anakin Skywalker, son of Shmi Skywalker, former uh, future father of Luke Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker. Maybe you know him. He was building a pod racer, if you remember correctly. All his friends were just giving him shit. Just giving him a bunch of dog shit. Greedo was there. He was being a dick. Um, General Hux, he was there, the redhead kid. And then his friend uh, Kip <laughs> was there. And as he's starting to get this get this pod racer running, or he's working on it, all his friends are there giving him dog shit, there's a little girl there. And you remember what she says? She says... It's never going to run. Well, first of all, it ran. She never left the planet. Now let's go back. <laughs> let's go back to the future. She's always been she a machine didn't. head. She's always been a machine head. She never left her hometown, just like a bunch of kids from that I graduated with in high school. But she made something of herself. She started a little, uh, little fix-it-up shop. A little fix-it-up shop with a couple of her droid buddies. And that's, that's when we meet... Uh, Pellet Fern, or whatever her name nope. is. 
She went from little <laughs> for from little Anakin Doubter to starting her own fixing it up. Fix fixing the ship up. <sighs> okay. And oh and and babysitting center, daycare center. So you know what? Good for yeah. her. Impromptu daycare. Ah uh, what is her name again? But yeah, that's that little girl. Pelimoto. Pelimoto. Okay, I have to remember that. Not Pellet Fern. <laughs> but um <laughs> Pelimoto has entered the battle. I miss I miss the uh shit. What are uh, these what? called? I miss the character <laughs> spotlights where uh, they are growing up on the streets. On the streets. And fending for themselves. <laughs> I've moved on. I've moved on to just uh, impromptu. Now now they go to trade schools and become doctors and machinists. <laughs> well, she she just kind of picked it up just being around Anakin. Her long lost love. I forgot okay. to mention that part. She had a thing oh. for, for... She never re, she never, never found a mate. So... Droids. <laughs> Which I think we can all agree... You guys Droids didn't... aren't all bad. Oh, no. It works. <laughs> if you guys got that reference. I Solo. Didn't. Solo! Uh, no, the movie. When they're like, oh, how does a movie. droid and a man, like, it works. Oh, yikes. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> what has Han been doing with the Falcon? Anyway, uh, well, let's move on. Um, <laughs> you guys don't like... You guys don't like her as Pelimoto? Nah. She's fine. It's just a little too much. <clears throat> I I well, kind of felt the same. One. Fine, no droids. Well, I'm going to keep you right here and then charge more... him extra. I think it's got a lot to do with the dialogue that they made her say. Yes. I think they're trying to give her a sort of mother, quirky motherly vibe sort of thing, despite her position yeah. as a mechanic, but... I, I'm here for it. At first, I did kind of think some of the lines were a little forced. It does come across that way in some of the line deliveries, I will admit. But I still like how quirky it is and how fun her character is, despite the the issues with the delivery and whatnot. Here's right. what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix the ship and I'm going to... Charge you, For babysitting you. For babysitting you. I thought that was funny, but... Anyway, I was okay. worried that she was gonna like turn like, oh, I'm gonna keep. But she she played it straight the whole time, and she was cool. I like she's how near guy. the end she's like, oh, that was really loud for your big ears, wasn't it? And that then she just screamed in his like face that. when she woke up earlier in the episode. Was like, I'm awake, I'm awake, and she's like screaming in yeah. his face. Yeah, but you can really tell the baby Yoda CGI in this episode. Particularly, I disagree. Uh, when he's okay. walking out of the ship, that is not puppetry. That is CG. Okay, but I, I mean, I can't like. There's no obvious. That one was obvious to me. Continuity, red flag. No, it wasn't like a continuity red flag. I'm just saying the the more you see Baby Yoda walking around oh, and I moving suppose. more in the yeah. daylight, you, they have to use CG, and yeah. you can tell when it's CG and when it's not. Let's uh, let's. Should we probably move Just a on minor to the, the deal they strike up in the ca uh, cantina? Toro yeah. And, yeah. and Mando. <clears throat> practical aliens, when they're getting the B-roll of all the aliens in there. I like yeah. that. They were all practical. Is that yep. one that looks like a bug? Back in the cantina. Was he yeah, that, like from the movies? He looked no. familiar. The bug thing. 
That's Doctor Mandible. Uh, the ant. Okay. He looks like an ant. Yeah, but he's in. He's in one of the. Um, yeah, isn't he in a movie? I don't think Maybe so. Not. I feel he like they went out of their way to show him. A new hole. The, the bartender. The bartender droid is definitely the same type of droid we see uh, torturing the droids <laughs> at Jabba's no! palace. Yeah, in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, EV ninety nine. Same. I wish it was droid. the same exact EV droid. I think. With the same voice. Yeah. That would have been cool. You know who I wish yeah. we'd have seen? She's yeah, on a different planet. But I would have I would have <laughs> liked to have seen uh, Brooklyn Droid. You want some Jawa juice? Oh. That's who I would have liked to have <laughs> oh. seen as the bartender. Someone to see you, honey! We, we have a character with an accent coming up later. So yeah. we'll, we'll, okay. we'll have plenty of conversation about that. Um, there was a moment, I can't remember if it was in this episode or the next one we're going to talk about or the previous one, but it reminded me of Klee Lars doing that fam- all-famous moment when he's like, I, I, if I had my leg back, I'd go and look for her myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look for fucker. my mother. Your mom's dead, son. Like, <laughs> but oh, there's a moment a that was shit. like that in this show that... I, I wish I could remember it. Maybe if you guys listening, you watch the episodes again, you'll notice a moment like that. Please, in if you do, let us know. In this episode, are you saying in The Mandalorian? In The Mandalorian, in these three episodes, uh, there was a moment oh. that reminded me of that. Where, oh, I don't know. But any, I don't know why I brought that up. Anyway, I this... I didn't get Klieg vibes from anything. I do... No. Okay, this is a perfect moment to bring up on his way to the bar... I love how they recreate these iconic shots from The Phantom Menace and A New Hope. Because there's a shot when he walks out of a building. I think it's the hangar bay door he walks out of. And the camera swings over on a on a crane and it just overlooks the entire, what do you want to call it, uh, causeway of Moss Eisley. It's like empty, it's barren. But in The Phantom Menace mm-hmm. you get a shot like that when they're walking into Moss Espa. <clears throat> The three yeah. of them, Natalie Portman, Padme, uh, same person. They're the same person. <laughs> and Qui-Gon, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson was there, Ewan McGregor, all and six Obi-Wan, of them. Yep. and uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. But so. the shot of them entering Mos Espa is very similar in that the camera swings out and shows the entirety of the, like, the, cult, the, the area, the setting. I love how Dave did that. And his cinematographer did that. And I love how they remade the shot of walking into the cantina from A New Hope, the exterior, yeah. when Mandel's approaching it. It's literally like the same angle, same sequence of shots of them him walking through the door and coming down the steps. And it gives us yeah. a chance to see what this Moss Eisley is like after Return of the Jedi and after the huts are gone. It was definitely a fan service, another fan service moment Mm -hmm. and which is totally fine like that's that's what you gotta do I mean if you're gonna do Mott Sidesley go full force and give us kind of a mirroring of the whole walking into the cantina Mm -hmm. looking for a job like I will say the way the entire series but the way the Mandalorian the show Incorporates the fan servicey stuff from prequel trilogy and original trilogy. That's what the movies should have done. The sequel Agreed. trilogy. That's what they should have done a lot better instead of just throwing in random stuff. Like they're incorporating, but they're not forcing it. Like yeah, they're on Tatooine. 
you know, prequels and OT, but then, you know, they have they have those little droids that you hit oh, the nose. I we love see them. Those yeah, because they wouldn't the have gone anywhere. That makes sense that she would have them. And you're seeing, like, the Stormtrooper helmets on the stakes. You're seeing the, the cantina. Like, you're, you're seeing all this stuff. They're doing it the right way, just enough of each and not overdoing any of the trilogies. And it's showing how time has changed and gone on. Yeah. Like, the pit droids are owned by Peli. Yes. Uh, whatever her last name is. Moto. Moda. There we go. And then uh, the droids run the shop and the cantina when they weren't allowed in before. We don't serve your kind. Now they're serving their kind or the the humans. That's kind of funny. Little reverse reversal there. Lowly quality. Uh, ring theory. Hello. I guess that could be a considered a ring theory. Hello. I haven't had one yet. We should probably get to the meat of it. So yeah. Yeah. Let's so get Toro's to the meat. like yo, Mando. Bro. He's talking to uh, Toro. Uh, He's trying to put on like he's bigger than he is, and I, then he finds like, oh, fine, I confess, I'm a new, but this is my first contract with the guild, blah, blah, blah. We're going after Fennec Chand, who's this total badass, who's worked for the Huts, who's done all this stuff, so they're out to go and try and uh, capture Fennec Chand to claim the bounty here. I wish Let's talk Speeder about Toro real. for a little bit. Yeah, go ahead, Spencer, sorry. Oh, I just wish speeder bikes were real. They're sweet, just being able to go on any terrain. <laughs> they are sweet, but I'll go out on a yes, limb here and real. say the speeder bike effects in Return of the Jedi look better than they did in this episode. I would disagree. That was partially a joke, but my point is the speeder <laughs> bike effects looked a little wonky in this episode. Just cause what probably in particular? Because I'm not... Uh... Just the way they were composited into the scene. I, I don't follow. It looked a little weird to me, at least... Like it was Fine. out of episode two or something? Episode two looked better than this. Oh, what? Well, okay. easy. I'm not kidding. You are just... I'm not trying to be a troll. For things. The effect, I think it might have to do with a little bit lower budget, but the speeder effects looked right. a little goofy in this episode to me. Maybe it was the camera work. Because, you know, the shot of Anakin on the speeder bike in episode two is very... It maintains on him. And I guess it does the same thing in this episode, but it just it just has a different effect, and I'm more of a fan of how it looked in episode two than it did in this. Fine. But Fine. Toro Calican, let's talk about this guy. Yeah, well, he's he's so he feels really out of place. He feels like he feels like rich. a rich kid that ran away from his mansion to become a bounty hunter, and he doesn't have any clue what he's doing. True. And let's just say that he is the dumbest bounty hunter greenhorn there ever was in this galaxy because number one think of it as an, as an rpg like assassin's creed joel oh mm -hmm. i'm starting out i'm level one my power level's really low my light level's really low you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to the bounty board and pick the highest level person that's there when i don't mm -hmm. even have a clue what i'm doing right and then i'm just gonna hire somebody to do the work for me basically and then, at the end of the episode, when I kill my target, because she revealed to me that this person's more of a valuable target for my reputation, I'm going to kill her, and I'm not going to bring Allegedly. her back for twice the reward. Allegedly mm -hmm. kill. Yeah, he's a little slimy little It's POS. just dumb. It's like, you yeah. could have, you kill, you, 
air quotes kill Fennec Shand and leave her yeah. body there when you could have had her body hooked to the back of your speeder bike, gotten a reward for her and for Mando. I mean, in that situation, you'd have the the upper hand, or I'm sorry, the high ground, which they do make a reference to in this episode. <laughs> if you caught yeah, it, there's when? a lot of when do they do that? That's that was an eye roll thing. There's a lot of eye it, roll dialogue. There's the high ground. There's it's um, a chuckle moment. It's yeah. a chuckler. There's the uh, oh, she's no good to us, dead. When they yeah, finally okay, did come that up one. on, yeah. So let's not let's okay talk a little bit about the process of getting up to Fennec because obviously she's got them. They come across a dewback. Well, first they come across the sand people. Sand people apparently speak. Uh, 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 Joel, Joel, please be politically correct. Thank you. Yeah, whatever they Tuscans, prefer. Whatever Tuscan Raider. Apparently they know sign language. Yeah. Um, I love but, that though. Yeah, it, it is cool, and it shows like Mando like is ring theory cultured. a little foreshadowing cool, too. You know, yeah, he's cultured. Um, and then they come across the dewback that's dragging another bounty hunter that wasn't so lucky. Obviously, got killed in the efforts to collect the Fennec Shand bounty, and Mando goes down there. Then he starts getting shot at himself. He's like, oh, shit, she's got the high ground. All right, let's wait till night. And they go off on the speeder bikes, try to, they flash the flasher things. I think I heard some scopes. drums and cymbals in the background after he said that, yeah. too. Uh, Probably. What? This is the high, she has the high ground. I think I heard oh, yeah, a, yeah. a drum set in the background a little bit. Oh, Like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they finally managed to get up on the mountain or up to the high ground. At least Toro does. What? Wait, Mando was able to get up? <laughs> I, was I sure would hope so. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> okay, yes. Skip skip everything that just happened. Uh, he gets knocked off his speeder bike, so Toro ends up getting up there first, Gets secures the target, even though Toro doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and ends up getting schooled by Fennec. And then Mando has to save his ass. And now we are at the point where he says, she's no good to us, Dad. Let's let's think about this. Mando's going to go get the do back because they only have one bike now because Fennec fucking blew up Mando's bike. So they're in a bit of a pickle. They're in a bit of a pickle. Yeah, well, well, he does threaten to drag her from the speeder bike. But she wouldn't be dragged mm -hmm. as much as she would flowing like a windsock behind the speeder. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Probably your ankles will be really sore after that, but uh, yeah, that was that visual. was another thing. Like you could have just seriously tied her up to the speeder bike on the back, and it would have been fine. You didn't need to waste time traveling twenty parsecs across the desert to get a do back, and then having to come back the same amount of time. And it's yeah. oh, the sun's up. The suns are up. <laughs> The suns. Yeah. I so was, during yeah, all that, that time, this is where you're alluding to Christian about her trying to talk to, to Toro into saying, look, this Mando guy's a bigger, you know, Target bigger bounty. Me. You're, you're going to be respected more. He's wanted by the guild. This is the same guy that uh, shot his way off, shot up Navarro and blasted his way off Navarro. And you need to collect on this dude. This is who you can then then that was kind of stupid for Fennec to say that because Tora's like, well, I'm not, I don't know what bitch. I'm going to collect on you both. It kills her. 
um, allegedly. Collect on you both, but he didn't bring her body. That's the thing. That's what's stupid about it. Yeah. So uh, some inconsistency in this episode, but... Man, and all, all of a man sudden, comes the across her dead body. Fennec. Fennec's yeah. hot, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're, we're in Ming agreement. Now Wen, she is fantastic okay. in this series. What else is she in? She's Mulan. She's the voice of Mulan. She's oh, also right. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's right. But I, I've, I only knew her from Mulan. I didn't really watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I knew she was in the show, but yeah, she does a fantastic, uh, gives a fantastic performance in this show. And I'll just say that her character's helmet is totally impractical. Yep. And a little silly yeah. looking. <laughs> That's stupid dumb. Like, how can you look through a scope like that with that helmet on? With your eye. Plot. Your eye's not even right up on it. So now... Anyway, Before, sex. Because we know now, who did you... So don't say it. Yeah. But who did you think were the mystery boots kneeling down to her body? Should we skip to no. catch people up to this point? Who did Not, you... Th- like, say say what happens with Toro. Well, so the thing is, he already get, he did give a rundown for the breakdown of yeah. the episode. So... But, well, we can talk about it. He... He turns and he leaves and he's he like goes to get guys think baby of the Yoda. Way things ended, huh? What did you think of the way you know Toro friggin' took his kid hostage and Peli hostage and you know it made sense for his character because he's yeah. doing whatever he can to get in with the cool kids. So right, he's not using logic or he's like, well oh yeah. Oh, oh, he is? Really? Oh, okay, I'm going to kill you. Go get him. He's not thinking. He's just like, yeah, reckless. He's a rookie. Yep. Right. Rookie and mistake because Mando ends up fucking blowing him away anyway. Right. So. Yeah. He no never, one would believe him anyway. And then mystery boots. Yes, we can talk about mystery boots. Who did yeah, you Who did think? you get at the time? What did you I think that was? I didn't know who it was at the time, but... Very shortly after the episode, I didn't have any idea of who it was at the time either. Me but either. I did get an idea after I read an article that theorized who it was. And many I people theorized it was, it was it Boba. Was. I thought it was who it was, yeah. Okay. See, this season does that a lot where it sets things up and you're like, and it never no, comes it back be. until yeah. season two. Right. Which, that's it, fine. It does, the Mandalorian does a lot of, like, makes you think... Because the way we've had it over the past it, five Game years... Game of Thrones with, it. With, ...with the sequels, it's a lot of diverted expectations. So they know that we're trained to think that way. Like, well, it can't be that person because pff, we know what happens when we get our hopes up. We know what happens when we have expectations. So it can't be that person. But then it's that person. So there's a lot of that that yeah. happens in, uh, in Mandalorian. They... They give us what we want. They give us what mm-hmm. we want. And in, in this case with the boots... And that's why they're succeeding. Yeah. And in this case with those boots... Thank you for whispering. He gave me somebody yes. we we wanted that I didn't even know I wanted. In fact, I didn't want. And now I want more. That's how you right. know you're exactly. doing it right. Yeah. Right. Right. It's when not overindulging, I guess you could say, but... They got to be very careful about the fan service because you don't want to get into that thing where everything is predictable. 
Right. What I don't think this was predictable as to who it was. I think somebody overanalyzed and looked at the boots and were like, oh, wait, those boots look like so-and-such's boots. And I theorize it's Boba Fett. And then that gets Mm -hmm. the gears turning and gets the fans, like, excited because they're like, oh, is this something they're going to take from the expanded universe? Did Boba make it out of the carcoon? Is is that Dash Rendar? Oh, (laughs) no. Surprise, (laughs) it's Dengar. And now we're going to find out how he got to look like a Frankenstein monster in The Rise of Skywalker. Wait, but who? The Dengar is in Rise of Skywalker in the bar on Kijimi. He is? Well, he's got the big ah, eyes that are plopping no. out of his sockets, and he looks like he's I refuse he's got, to believe that. It, it's him. Believe, it's him. I the guy's name that. is Dang or Gargdang or whatever. Yeah, I know. That's just another lame-ass thing they put in the visual dictionary that doesn't count. It does count. It's canon. Count. It's in the visual dictionary. Get over yourself. I don't give a shit. Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit more about the, the Get guns. over myself. Tell, tell, <laughs> tell fucking... Ryan and JJ to get get over themselves. <laughs> Tell Kathy Kennedy to get over herself. Oh, stop! You wanted it in the story. Put it in the fucking movie. <laughs> it's a, it was a bonus thing. That's it's why a bonus we have thing. The shows. Love for Star Wars is a bonus book. But let's yeah. go. Let's. T- I something we didn't talk about was the beginning of the episode with the dog fight and how. Yeah. The choreography and the effects work is very, very reminiscent of and classic I love the whole, original like, that's, trilogy. That's my line. You know, he's the pilot. Oh yeah, the that was cool. I, can I thought it was. A, I can bring it's it in a, cold. And he's like, no, bitch, that's my line. It's a little funny. It's a little funny. I'll give it that. But I just noticed when the Razor Crest does that areola flip or whatever. <laughs> areola? Right Are you aware areola? of what the areola is? <laughs> that's not the right word. When he does that's the belly word. button. Ready? You keep saying that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> When he does the, it's, people call it a barrel roll, but it's not a barrel roll. It's called something else. When he does this, like, backflip thing, it's exactly what I think, if I remember right, oh, in Empire. Oh, you know what they call it? The, the Falcon drop. Yeah. The Falcon does a similar maneuver in the original mm. trilogy. And you see a similar visual effect. That's what they're going for in the dogfights. I think it's cool how they meld the two styles of filming and how they show the ships from the prequel trilogy like when it's incoming to Moss Eisley it looks very prequel trilogy the angle and the CG but in the dogfight it's very much modeled after the original trilogy dogfighting with the mo- yeah. they look like models and it's very static of them crossing the screen like they're on a model or the Dykstra cam or something like that cool how they did that and kind of yeah. mimicked that there and throughout the rest of the show as we see later on too Right. Yeah. Very cool. And I love the prequel trilogy shout outs too, like you mentioned, Spencer. Like the yeah, pit droids, cool. I love that. It's naturally implemented. Yeah, that's it that's just what, fits. That's a, yes. In Toro Calican, I'll just give a shout out to my friend uh and big fan of the show, Benjamin Clusterhouse, big friend of mine. He used to be my boss. He looks well, almost I know ge- too, because he used to go to the same school. He used to go to Allendale. Oh so. shit. Hi, Ben. So you know him too? I didn't know you knew him. Yeah, small world. That's awesome. He looks almost exactly like Calican. Okay. I'm not well, joking. Well, like can't. So there you go. Except Ben, Ben, if you're listening, you're I not a big. I haven't seen him in years. So you're I'm not as big of a. 
jerk as Calican yeah. ends up being. So almost you're a tool. But not you're, not a, you're, not, you're not you're not a tool at all or a jerk. We love you here at Sequel <laughs> Men. Please keep nice listening. Uh, you're my friend. I hope to see you again soon someday. Maybe for some trivia at Oddside Ales. That'd be fantastic once this you want a shovel, coronavirus. Oddside, hmm, that doesn't sound like one of my venues, traitor. No, you said that wrong. It's he is the traitor. traitor! Anyway. Chapter 6, The Prisoner. Mando lands at a port where he finds Malik, is it? The beard guy. An old friend who has a rescue nope. mission for him, no questions asked. We team up with Definitely not Mayfeld Malik. Burr, Satan, Zero the Droid, and Twi'lek Harley Quinn. Mayfeld is in charge, apparently, and it's a prison break mission on a Republic jail ship. A pointless scuffle to try to get Mando's helmet off leads to the reveal of Baby Yoda, and Mayfeld makes a sex joke, which I actually appreciated. Buzzing, and it was at this point I stopped trusting these people. But the droid seemed cool, until he wasn't. In prison... Mando takes care of some droids on their way to getting the prisoner. They're stopped by a rebel egghead guy, and we have a classic Mexican standoff. In a big twist, the prisoner is Twi'lek Harley's brother, who Mando left behind once. And they turn the tables and trick him into the cell and leave him. Luckily, Mando isn't dumb and gets out by way of a droid arm. Gylek the Twi'lek makes a deal with Mayfeld and he can get him if he can get him off the ship. He'll pay him triple. Satan and Mando fight, and it's confirmed he is in fact Satan because the flamethrower does nothing to his face. <laughs> He's used to it. Hell, am I right? Speaking of faces, why is he so obsessed with seeing under his helmet? face fetish much? Anyway, this escape drags on more and Mando meets with Gylek while Zero snoops the ship for BY. Mando kills Zero and is on his way. Father of the Year candidate for speedway. He gets paid. Beard McGee tries to betray Mando after he leaves, but they realize Mando was a step ahead and left the Republic tracker and an X-Wing squadron moves in. Mando gives the child the the stick shift ball to play with, and we find out that the other three crew members got locked up, not killed. And then we get a cool rap beat to play us out. Yeah. So, Spencer, <laughs> what does that mean to play us episode? out? Spencer, <laughs> use the rap beat for our recap <laughs> rap. I'm, I'm, I'm not even I'm kidding. Might. That'd I'm be might. cool. I'll find it. I'll find but, uh, it. <laughs> what? So... <laughs> The Prisoner. Yes. Christian, I liked this episode a lot more than you did. I didn't mind it. I, it dragged on a little bit in the middle, but I thought it was a fun episode. So, I, to you guys, I always, I crapped on this episode. I just took a big crap on it in the big past. But I rewatched it a Directed a by month Rick Famuyiwa. I rewatched it about a month and a half ago with my roommate because he's never seen it. And I just rewatched it a couple hours ago before we started recording. Oh, good. And it's not the worst episode in the world. It's just that the the motivation, the plot is just really stupid, and the way it unfolds is is d dumb. 
it's dumb how these characters behave. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think it's a... I think... Well, let's get into the characters. Yeah. I'm, Shouldn't uh, we? I, I've got some... So, Mayfeld I actually really like. Mayfeld... Bill Burr. Bill get Burr. that plaster out of my face, Mando! I, I liked him. He was fine for me. So he wasn't as bad at the beginning of the episode. I this is okay. So this this was my my chain of thoughts. Okay. I would say like it didn't start off strong. Like at least for no. me. Cuz I was like, "Oh hey, look it's homeless flas. Um classic high setup. That's fine. That's cool. Um shit, that is flas. Mayfeld, huh? That is Flash from Batman Begins, isn't so that's it? That's why I said homeless. I know yeah. he looks familiar. Is that uh, what they don't like falafel? Yeah, exactly. That's the guy. <laughs> so uh, that's, that that's, that's him. Then we got or the show. Uh, Mayfeld with the Boston accent, because why not? Um, <laughs> that's wasn't a stormtrooper, dumbass. Yeah, no, I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. Oh yeah, wise. I know ass. that. That yeah. line was. That's another one of those. I don't like it either. Seem in world. Then we got Berg. Which is played by Clancy Brown, his so character. AKA Savage, like different, like definitely no. AKA Mr. Krabs. Yeah. AKA well, the warden okay. from Shawshank. But my point AKA is. AKA Satan. Or not AKA, the warden, I'm sorry. AKA the lead Savage Opress, because my point is that there was very little like differentiation between his voice as Savage and his voice doing Berg. And then finally. Well, Zero's cool. We've got Zero in there. Like, he's the probably coolest one out of them. And we have yeah. Xion. Xion, the Twilight Girl. Uh, great in Game of Thrones. Off, not great in this episode. Gave off, this, you know, a squeaky cosplayer vibe. Um, probably has a Patreon or OnlyFans or something. Oh, um, no. That's Xion. That's Xion. <laughs> Played by Tonks from Harry Potter. For exactly. You. Yeah. Natalia Tennant. Good actress, but not yeah. good in this episode. I here's the thing. I used I think I used to have see, I'm not even sure myself. I used to have an issue with her character. But rewatching it, I actually kind of liked the performance a little bit. Because of it's like it. just out there. It's she's having fun with it sort of thing. But it is funny like her <laughs> like the thing that she <laughs> like that. <laughs> All the time. Like, yeah. And would you please sit down, Berg? It's like, and then he hit not the ceiling. A, and if I were Mando, I'd like, is. stop hitting the shit out of my ship, assholes. Which, by the way, they don't have any respect for him, and they're using his ship. And that bothered me. Because they're yeah. using his ship to do the mission. And they it's got like all this ru- bullying. It's like all this bullying. And it's I know. Like, but why? But why? Like, it's it was totally a, unnecessary. A, exactly. Exactly. It really yeah. bothered me. And they're touching all his shit. They're opening his gun cabinet, which apparently everybody knows the codes how to open that thing. Yeah. And let's back up just a hot second. because Try to get his helmet Mando, off. Mando, Mando is already bothered. Mando is already pissed because it was explained to him as like a heist or a or whatever he comes to find out that it's a freaking jailbreak mission off a republic jail ship like you said yep. that was not what he thought it was and so he's pissed from the get-go and now he's got to deal with these assholes rummaging through his ship and then like harassing the child yeah and, so, and you're just like, like mayfeld uh maybe yeah. i'll pick it up i never thought i'd be a parent type but maybe and i'll 
in the fucking I did like his joke? Line. Are you kidding? He's like, I like his line. Cause you when... so don't want to take off, take off your helmet. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. I did get the when canto I... bite reference. You so don't want to show your face. I really yeah. actually like the um, when he's like, yeah, he's he's the he's the best shooter. He was he's a former imperial trooper, whatever. And he goes, that's not saying much. And he goes, I wasn't. I wasn't the a stormtrooper, storm but I I did appreciate it. I liked that yeah, joke, like, that little yeah. meta moment. You like the joke, but you don't like his little the sex line. joke. Yeah, I not that I didn't like it. It just it's not really Star Wars. I liked it just fine. Yeah, but well, that's what I like. What they're doing in the Mandalorian in general is they're it's different. They're breaking the norms of Star Wars. They're giving us something new. I like that. Um, language evolves over time, but. I also liked when he was like, oh, did you guys make this? Oh. Like referring to Baby Yoda. I, I appreciated that too. Did you like, make I this? liked him. Ooh, he yeah. was funny. I liked him. In that same scene, I like the I like the call out to Alzoc 3. What's that? Which is, there's a, in the game, Jedi Academy, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, there's a mission that's on what, Alzoc 3. Uh, that's what it's from. Yes. I, and why? Yeah. Which one is that? Do you I think what? it's... I can't remember exactly. Let me look it up real quick. Alzoc 3. You're definitely right, though. That's where... To, yeah. Because yeah, every time I've watched this episode, I've never was able to connect the dots. The dots and now I, <laughs> now you say that. Now you say that, and now it's like, yes, Alzoc. Mission Please. on Alzoc 3. Oh, it's from... Oh, it's on uh, Jedi Outcast, not... Wow. Yes, Outcast. Yes. Wait a minute. Correct. Hold on. Here's a little behind Wait the scenes. Wait a minute. Uh, a little bit of BTS <laughs> for not the band. It's a little BTS. The mission was originally the Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast game demo for both console and PC. It was later included in the final game as a bonus level... For only Bonus the console, level. it was only in the Xbox and GameCube versions. Yes, I remember. So, I had the GameCube. I had the GameCube one. So. I love that reference. I'm so glad that. See, that's a good fan service. Very deep obscure, cut. but I missed that deep cut. Thank you for catching the deep cut. I just it caught it when I watched it this past couple couple hours ago. Cupper, cupper. <laughs> but but I. <laughs> I do like the ring theory, <laughs> the ring theory <laughs> foreshadowing to to Jeez. Bill Burr, Bill Burr saying, "I wonder what you look like under there." Well, right. maybe he gets an answer to that question in season two. <laughs> yeah, but he's having fun, isn't he? It's hey, late for Spencer. It's late. For I'm Spencer. sure you guys caught this. I didn't until I just looked. But that uh, New Republic soldier. You knew who that was? Yes, that's Matt Lanter who played yeah. well, the voice of Anakin Skywalker yeah. in the Clone Wars. That was cool, huh? Uh, yeah. No, no insult to Matt, but he's a much better vocal performer Davin. than he is a actor on screen. Actor, actor. physical, uh, yes, on screen actor. Um, uh, put your put your glasses down, Davin. 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 Put oh, your glasses so down all right three now. Of the directors so far that have directed an episode, they were in this episode. You probably caught it. I didn't. Dave Filoni played a character called Trapper Wolf. That's at the Wolf. end, though. That's at the end, though. It, it, screw it. I did get a laugh out of his... What do you mean the end? I did get a laugh out of his calm uh, transmission. What? Just, it looks like they're trying to launch a gunship. 
right at the Let's end. Blow there. it the up. Sorry, what do you I'm mean moving a lot. End? Moving yeah, around a lot in here. What are you here. doing? This is what happens when oh, you got to sit in a was closet. Was he the pilot? On a stool. Yes, Dave Filoni My was the pilot hurts. who says, and I. Th- like Dave Filoni, yeah. He says it in the Dave Filoni voice because, of course, it's Dave Filoni, I and I can just really hear. I can. Like. They probably made a crack at it on RFR when they reviewed the episode. I haven't heard that episode yet, but it's funny. Yeah. It just knowing the Dave Filoni impression is funny. I like how him. that whole situation played out. So, long story short, there's like a a double cross with Mando and these people. They lock they lock him up in the the cell. Uh, and then he ends up locking their asses in the cell, and then he gets and back you know funny? with Br- what's his with with Quinn with the brother with Quinn. Ah, yep. And he's like, "All right, well, got my money or whatever. See ya." Well, guess what? And he leaves a tracker with them, and that's what brings in the X wings. And Sayonara, he gets out of there just in time. They blow with, the thing up. Boom. We see that. <laughs> we see the original trilogy modeling effects on the ships again too even how they come out of hyperspace how they just kind of shoot into the frame kind of like it almost looks not to insult the effect it almost looks like a clip art image (laughs) in a sense yeah like being animated to match the look of the original release not the special editions or anything but i do like how they did that and with the way the ship the ah the uh the, the out the outpost yeah. looks too how it rotates and this whole a episode little like, I don't know Cloud City little Cloud City esque the the aesthetic of the episode is is working on me or gaining on me what's the expression yeah. I cannot growing. growing on me wow wow it's growing on me but at first I didn't I didn't really like the way the New Republic ship looked i didn't like how they kind of recycled the rebel egghead look for Davin. yeah yeah i and just tonight i was watching it and i was like it kind of reminds me of a mass effect level or some of the yeah. designs like are kind of mass effecty like the interior of the prison ship it reminds me of mass effect 2 i don't know have you've never played it spencer but what about no. you joel nope no, it, there's a prison level in that game. It kind of reminds me of that, and also just the out the outpost for you Mass Effect fans out there. It does does. Do you think it kind of looks like Omega, the Omega outpost or nightclub from Mass Effect Two? I think it does a little bit. So you kind of get a Mass Effecty vibe too, and from just the ensemble cast idea, like it's almost like the team that they put together are your quote unquote party members that you select for the mission, right? But you don't have a yeah. choice, so you're forced to select these stupid people who can't do a fucking breakout mission to save their life without ruining everything. Speaking of breakout, the Quinn character, not doing anything for me. No. Right. Didn't like the performance, yeah. didn't like the character. He looked awkward. I didn't His like it. His head looked like, like a butt. stupid tank Leku, dude. Didn't like it. You know who that is? Who is that actor? The actor, it's Ishmael something something. But he, Good. the funny thing ah, is, cool. Don't he played a character anything. on Sesame Street whose name was Mando, <laughs> but it may have been Mondo. Wow. But yeah, um, yeah. the actor, he's a good-looking guy. His name, let me tell you his name. His name is, it's, are you ready? 
I'm just waiting. We're wait waiting. You guys are ready. Well, are you ready? We're waiting. His name is Ishmael Cruz Cordova. Yes. Cordova. The There's a familiar name. Why? Evo Cordova or Eno Who's Cordova. That? Who's that? Jedi Fallen Order. Anybody? Oh. Sure. Yes. Master Cordova. Oh, here, here. Hello? I, doubt they, I doubt they hired him just because he had a name just like a character well, in Jedi Fallen Order. It's a fun thing, okay? It's a fun fact. It's a fun thing. Another thing that's fun is that in some of the news. inmates... One of the in, some One of the inmates looks like he came from Halloween Town. <laughs> yeah. The one at the beginning was like... Yeah, not that are, are one, but the one who the looked guy, like Munch from of, the Goonies or whatever uh, that yeah. guy's name Swap, is. Bump, bump. Hey, what? you guys. What are you saying over there? Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, hey, that's sloth. Yeah, sloth. Uh, it was not. It was yeah. not sloth. That's what it looked like, though. Yeah. <laughs> Even the droids look like enemies from Mass Effect. I don't know. I love I love the PT droid blaster sound effect, though. Good. Yeah. Good ear on that. But you hear the Mando uh, pipe flute. Whatever that instrument is, when he lands, like everybody gets their introduction landing in the ship, yeah. And you hear that cue again that you hear whenever Mando appears. I thought that was cool, and I did notice Sheon was whispering something to Bill, and I call him Bill, not not Mayfeld. I just Mayfeld. call him Bill. But she's whispering something Ooh, to him right as right before they go into the ship, and I was like, oh, there's a little hint as to what might be going on behind the scenes, but. Man, one of the moments Dope. that I just hate in this episode is when Berg gets upset at the mouse droid and shoots it and basically completely yeah. blows their cover and then Mando has to clean Freaking up their mess idiot. and then yeah. fucking Mayfeld says, make sure to clean up your mess afterwards. It's like, it's your mess, you... Exactly. It's like, you guys yeah, are the ones who are effing up this operation. It just this this episode is so triggering. It just yeah. Like, I'd be I so know. pissed off if me, you, and Spencer went to go break uh, Brandon out of prison, and then Spencer gets pissed <laughs> off and shoots the shoots a security camera and gets us all gets the alarm triggering. Which, by the way, how me? do they have if so much? Be Joel. <laughs> what? I said, why do you assume that would be me? It'd be Joel. I'd be calm and cool. Joel would be like. Shoot, it wow. probably would be. <laughs> but how do they have so much control over the security systems? Did I miss something? Either droid. this is the worst security prison ship in the New Republic fleet, well, given that it's entirely manned by droids and only has one guy on it, and apparently they're able to hack into every security camera, they're able to shut down the security cameras, they're able to open the door to the main control center. And by the Old way, tech. later on in the fight between Berg and Mando, the, he's throwing them all over the place on every panel in the room, and it has no effect on the ship. Like, it's not causing it to go, whoa, like this way, or capsize, or flip over, or anything like that. But that's just something I noticed. And I did get a laugh out of him torching his face. Berg's reaction afterwards, I, which he's like, ah! But that's the thing. Is like, since when do Deveronians, when are they, maybe that's, maybe that's established it somewhere. It might be I don't a know. thing. But Deveronians, we learned in this episode, are flame resistant. I didn't think it was cool when he blew up the droid either later on. When he picks yeah. it up, smashes it into the ground, and tosses it. I mean, this is a thing 
with the actors and their characters. I like Clancy Brown as an actor. He's a great actor. He's done some great roles. Don't like his character. His character sucks. Don't like his character. <laughs> frankly, his acting sucks in this episode. Yeah. And All I like except for Mando, liked, Baby Yoda, right. and Bill Burr. Well, Baby Yoda barely did anything. I know, that's to prove he a point. He doesn't need to. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Oh, and Zero, his performance was good. His performance was, was good, he was in, too. Uh, he was in that movie, The Watch, with He's ben also Stiller. in the It Crowd. My roommate and I watched a few episodes of that last year. I believe it's the IT Crowd. The IT Crowd, excuse IT. me. Which, okay, multiple things. Or not multiple things, sorry. Sidebar. Remember, ring theory for you, remember how in the Chapter 3... We, I mentioned how there was a droid that looks just like this one in the shootout on Navarro in the in the square or in, mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. thoroughfare of the town, whatever. I yeah. think I had a theory that I, th I thought this droid was that droid. Maybe because why else, why otherwise would he have a reason to kill Baby Yoda upon sight? But you would think if it was the same droid, he would know who Mando was yeah, unless he got mind wiped. Yeah, immediate recognition. Right, right. So I could be wrong on the small chance that I'm not. That would be kind of cool. A little connection there. I appreciated that one really cool, like where the lights are doing that strobe effect. And Mando keeps showing up a little oh, closer. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that was awesome. Character. That That's definitely like an alien cool. thing. Yeah, like, that gave me sure. alien vibes. Uh, also, I am so fudging thankful that this did not launch like a spinoff series of the three characters oh, that were locked no. up. Because it sure seemed like they were setting it up when they went back to them at the end of the episode. And it showed them. I'm like, okay, here we go. Is this all this I season? Is this also setting up spinoffs? No. Grandma Perm spinoff. I would like that. Toro spinoff. The Rookie. Uh, the Mayfeld and the Gang spinoff. Star Wars does spinoffs, and I thought they were setting it up, and I thought that rap's music, the rap music was like going to be their theme song for their show. Oh, <laughs> which brings us to our next thing. I guess we can bring it up. The music was completely different and unique in tone for this particular episode. A little bit, yeah. There, just with uh, Ludwig's background. He was like a producer with Snoop Dogg or something. Oh, Am I correct? I, I don't know. That is a joke. I, don't, I, don't know. I, I read a little bit about his history, but he has a background in producing hip-hop music. And strangely enough, he also did music, the music for Community and New Girl. Huh. Isn't He's that good funny? at what he does, I'll tell you He's that. He's very good at what he does, and he completely deserved the Academy Award for Black Panther. Yeah, I'll the, just say the that. The music, his rap roots come out in even the mandalorian and in a mm -hmm. later episode in season two also it, it blew me away his music is is a high 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 point for this mm -hmm. entire series yep because he is mwah. he will get to it when we get to it in season two but he has i think my single favorite of all Star Wars properties, all the movies, all the great music, I think he has my favorite piece of music 
and we'll talk about it when we yeah. get to it. But I, can, anyway. I know what you're talking about. I have to listen. I have to watch that episode again, which I'll what? probably wait until we do it for this, so I'll have a fresh take. Yeah. But yeah, this episode it didn't do anything to further the plot, really. No, not at all. Like I, it was just more of that world building stuff, expanding, like giving us different. What What do you want to say? Giving us uh, stuff we'll see later. Stuff we'll see. That's what a lot of these episodes are doing, setting up things down the road. But it's what am I trying to this say? This felt like this felt like maybe you, the yeah, first take it. Uh, filler. Oh yeah, yes. you know for what I'm sure. I think for, for sure. me, this was like the first filler episode mm-hmm. of The Mandalorian. So that I was think, like a bit of a letdown because I didn't think it would be a series that would have fillers. Like the Clone Wars and Rebels, you got friggin' fillers every other week. But oh yeah, with this, I was like, damn, that was a especially filler. I think episodes, the you know? five and six chapters, five and six here are, are I would consider filler episodes. Even maybe four. Because That's they don't I, really have anything no, directly I, to I do don't give with. That, I don't give that status to the other two. Come no? on. The, the, the cliffhanger at, at the end of What does the gunslinger uh, four, do? Or I mean, five and four um, told us about how bounty hunters are still after the baby. Um, five doesn't? You know. What? Five doesn't? Gunslinger? That's. We yeah. Leave, we leave with a like pretty. Big cliffhanger with that one, like I know, I but know. the cliffhanger doesn't have anything to do with Mando and the baby. True, is what I, is I'll say that the first three it's episodes just setting of things up were far superior to the next three. Like these middle three, I think, are the weakest points of the the whole season, and it picks back up in the last two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it I goes was, with that like, wandering still guy. Good. Yeah, that's how you know this this series is so good because even the quote-unquote bad episodes are still pretty good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they have their nuggets in them yeah. i i just need a shout out because the leku i've mentioned it before the leku do not look good on these twi'leks in this episode is that the hair that's their head tails the oh, leku yeah, it doesn't look good at all they just look yeah. awkward the costuming is weird they look yeah. like they're half erect <laughs> Instead of being like when you think when you see I a Twi'lek in the other, and you see a Twi'lek in other Star Wars media, they look. Oh, it's Twi'lek, not Twi'lek. Ah, Twi'lek, Twi'lek, it, whatever. Twi'lek is plural. Twi'lek is singular. I guess whatever. But no, when you th- when I think Twi'lek, I think their head tails are more flowing, like hair, like long hair. They're not, they're not hard and. Uh, I'm trying to get away from what I said earlier. They're not. <laughs> well, how do you, would you describe them? I mentioned earlier they look, or I've said to I you guys in private they discussion, were, they look like styrofoam. Yeah, they look I like think they semi could have done shading or like stressing or like something to show that it was actual. I don't know. They could have added. Are some, they young? Twi'leks? Added some detail. Added some detail, despite the age of the. We, like they could have probably done a little bit better. The, the main thing that would have helped it for me is if they loosened the Twi'leks uh, Leku a little bit to make him more f- 
I guess you could say, hair-like. Right. Not to be so stiff and looking like they're bobbing around like like they're half styrofoam cosplay, you know? Mm-hmm. That's one of the down moments of the aesthetic for me in the hair and makeup department was how the leku were molded and, yeah. and applied in these episodes. But, now, this has been uh, Leku Roadshow. Join us next time. Yeah. <laughs> I know, now, I know you say your Leku are worth $10,000, but really, <laughs> by the looks of them, they were reproduced. You're looking more around 100 bucks for both. Oh, really? I had no idea. They were just in my mom's basement. I threw them on. I thought, hey, these could be worth something. Yeah, no, they're not. Like 100 bucks, And I can give you 100 bucks for them right now, and I got to resell these. I mean, I'm probably going to only make 25 bucks on them because people aren't buying them these days. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But the leather strap around there, that, now we're talking. I could give you 200 piece for those. Great. Thank you. Are we done here? <laughs> Oh, also, We're I didn't like I didn't like Mayfeld's outfit. He looked like it didn't look Star Warsy to me. Mm-hmm. It looked like he gun. was someone from like I. My mind keeps going to Uncharted, like with yeah, Nathan Drake's gun. like shoulder mm-hmm. holsters or whatever. Like he was just wearing a plain black shirt, like a sweater. <laughs> I I wasn't digging it. But may, maybe we'll, maybe we'll see Mayfeld again, and he'll have a better wardrobe and a better character arc. Maybe, but maybe. Also, I, again, I liked her performance. I liked the Twi'leks performance, but just didn't didn't dig her her hair or her Leku makeup. But yeah, that Leku, that damn Leku. Hey, Christian, why don't you just Leku it go? <laughs> I'll I'm done with it. I'll Leku it go. Good one. Good one. I think Joel Let thought it was go. too. He's just not being vocal about it. I think this. I think this prison break will go in the history, the galactic history books, is one of the worst in uh, history ever. Uh, it's not that in bad. in the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, it's not that bad, Christian. You're yeah, it's me awful. Of, you, you remind me of the student where like class is about to get out, and then there's that one student who has to ask a question and keeps everybody over the bell. Okay. Joel, if you don't want to be on these shows, <laughs> these episodes, you don't have to be. You're like the student who comes into class and won't shut the hell up with his bat Bible open on his table. And You're like oh, the step hold on, Miss by the way. D- oh, I'm likes. sorry. Where I'm in this Star Wars history class. Oh, you're wrong, teacher. It says here in the visual dictionary that Dengar isn't a real thing in that it's not. all that stuff in the rise of skywalker was just stupid and and, and it doesn't real it you know what joel you're oh, like yeah. that student that pretentious student that comes in and always corrects the teacher hey knock it off fuck face who me or joel <laughs> joel okay <laughs> um actually that's a seven. Ah, you're right, Joel. Fuck off. No, let me just erase this. <laughs> hey, remember? Oh, um. Oh, anyway, uh, by the, the way, I know we're about to leave, but um, wasn't that homework due? You piece of shit. <laughs> no, yeah, no, this Joel. is him. This is him. So anyway, the Cleveland Browns, the Bulldogs, <laughs> actually, the Clotonians are from Planet Clotonia. <laughs> I read it in the Bible book. Weren't you going to give homework today? It used to be in the EU, but now it's official canon 
they they're dogs, sure, but their name is Clutonians. <laughs> okay. It says it right here. They're dogs, sure. <laughs> Just the way you said that. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite thing you've ever said. They're dogs, sure, but um, they're actually glue. <laughs> we don't even sound like Joel. No. We don't sound like Joel. No. <sighs> we all, um, you know what? We've the done visual that. Dictionary. We did the roasting. Uh, we did the invitations you, on yeah. the anniversary episode. Yeah, Go yeah. listen to that, by the we way. We can all but. imitate each other. Big jokes. <sighs> We're it's all fine. saying things that aren't true. It's Especially <laughs> that one. That's from, um, that's from Semi-Pro. Great. All right. One of the great Will Ferrell films. Well, this was a. I thought this was uh, entertaining last three episodes. I must say, yeah. even though if they, if I do the consider them a little filler, but I mean, we really get into the meat and potatoes of the main plot in the next two episodes. The next two, hemp. Yeah. That they're gonna be, which we'll, gonna be big. Can't ones. wait to rewatch those. Can't wait. We get back can't on track. Wait. We're getting to the main. The main narrative again with uh, a little bit of hinting in these last ones with the grief carga transmissions popping through a little bit. Oh, yeah, sure yeah. was. Zero found yep. out, found him out. Oh, there goes my phone. What you doing? Well, uh, <sighs> stop fondling your phone and be present. I keep but my notes on my phone, <laughs> so. I've, okay. To your credit, there you go. But uh, one of the things these three episodes, what do you guys think of them? I mean, just to, just to give our final thoughts on these last three episodes, what do you guys, what are your I mean, thoughts? I like... They're a decent second act to the yeah. whole season. My favorite oh, yeah. was probably Gunslinger. If we have to, you know, I, I, I think that's that's the one that I think did the most for me. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with Pelly you there. Despite Pelimoto, but mm-hmm. I liked the fan service Yay, we're back in the cantina and... We're out in the sands of Tatooine. We're somewhere familiar. It just felt like home, and so that's probably that's probably my pick of the familiarity. Yeah, I'd say same. That's my favorite of the the bunch here too. Yeah, a lot I, to like. Uh, I don't know. I think <laughs> uh, even though I said I liked the gunslinger a little better than sanctuary i think structural wise and story wise sanctuary is the best one of the three yeah even though tatooine like i get it but i think i just feel like think... it was more star warsy that that sanctuary episode i think you're kind of right about that too because the plot for gunslinger was a little flimsy yeah. With him being like a a rookie greenhorn, and yeah, yeah I think I, all of them like, were just kind of like, hey, this would be kind of a fun adventure. Like at the, it was at this point, the first three episodes, I'm like, okay, I get what this show is going to be about. It's a lone wanderer three, like, story. Is this not what the show is going to be about? What are we doing now? Mm-hmm. And then the last two, it's like, oh, okay, it was what the first three set up. 
It's it very much it for these three episodes. It turns into that lone wanderer kind of thing where he's just picking up jobs here and there, yeah. and which go, leads into the world building arc. And where I'm we glad they didn't more continue about with characters. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we do kind of get back on track with things moving forward. We only do so many episodes but of Law and Order. We get a look at the post Return of the Jedi world. We get we learn more about Mandalorian and his background. And just the culture in general, just very vague yeah. tidbits, but yeah, we still get a little more of that kind of stuff. But it mostly sure. just lays the groundwork for moving forward, even into season two, as we'll see. Good, but right? Well, great. We'll be back with um, uh, what are the last two called? Uh they're called uh, Redemption shit. and. Final guy. No, no. I, I just read it earlier. Uh, <laughs> the Reckoning and Redemption. Oh, the Reckoning and Redemption. Great. Yeah. Very good episodes. Very cool. Very fun. And we will discuss those next time. Keep we didn't here. mention who directed uh, The Prisoner, did we? Yeah, I did. Ray. Did. Fi- okay. Fi- Rick Famuyiwa. Rick. Fa- yeah, he was one of the pilots, the X Wing pilots, yep. too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, well, well, they were okay. all directors. It was Dave Filoni, Rick Famuyiwa, yeah, De- and um, Deborah. What? Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow. Chow. Yeah, Deborah Chow. That. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. See, I didn't know that. I, I only knew the I Filoni looked, one because I, I don't recognized know what they look like. So. Yep. But Christian, play us out. Okay. To play us out, what do we do? Um. Anyway. This we oh, have our own rap. Thanks song. for that backtrack. Woo. But. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's getting old, Christian. But anyway, you were just listening to another new episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. We talked about Mandalorian chapters 4, 5, and 6. And in our next one, we're uh, Spencer's going all Sith on us. Next one, we're going into episodes 7 and 8, the closing out of season 1, which we're very much looking forward to because we're really excited to get into season 2 stuff since it's more recent. But you can listen to this not only... This episode, if you want to, again, but all of our other episodes on either Spotify, uh, I think they changed it to YouTube Music now for Google, is where you get podcasts, or Google Podcasts nope, still. still Google Podcasts. Still Google Podcasts, okay. I thought my Android phone told me something different. Well, it's but, wrong. That's what you get for everyone. Well, anyway, <laughs> you can get on Pandora, you can get it, of course, on Podbean as well. And uh, check out some other websites if... If you use another website for your podcast, maybe you've been listening to it from there. But I have checked, and we do get accessed on other websites as well. So check us out. Good. Check out all our other episodes. Take it away. Yeah, check out our episodes. Uh, give us give us some stars. Give us some stars. Give write us, a review. Give us likes on Facebook. On the show. Give, give us follows on Twitter. And yeah, all that stuff. And we're actually pumping out content on those now because Joel has uh, assumed... I'm in charge. ...responsibilities. So we're, we're, we're actually we're getting stuff out there. And we're kicking around the idea of throwing out uh, videos of, of our recordings. I'm or at least little snippets. People want to see like what we look at. Joel has a device. Technically, I, I recorded video oh, tonight, yeah, yeah, you but did. It's, a, it's a beta. It's a beta. 
trial period right now. So we're figuring so out video. So we recorded all of our screens. Great. So now we got to make yes. ourselves look good. Yes. Because so I always like to see what the people look no like. No more nudity. To, you have so to actually cool. address yourselves because uh, uh, yes. you're going to be on camera. Yeah. So speaking of social, Or just don't wear pants and... Never. Okay. Email the show, <laughs> sequelmen19 at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, no concerns. Keep them to yourself. Just kidding. Tell us. <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram at sequelmen the podcast and on Twitter at sequelmen19. At the Facebook, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's where we're getting most of our hats. And also, that's it. <laughs> also, if you notice, that's it. If you noticed, give me clean eggs, it. Spencer. What do you mean? Just say something to lead me into saying our. Okay, here I got some. Yeah. No. But uh, we we we're on we're on the socials. Joel, the social master, is getting us, and Christian, the uh, viral memer, the viral meme mm, sensation. Yeah, that was a fluke. It's not. Fluke. Keep it going. And take it away. Hold on. Take it away, Christian. All right. All right, Spencer. Well, I almost literally did the Bill <laughs> O'Reilly. But no, uh, we can't wait until the next one. That's right, Christian, because here at Sequelman the Podcast, all films are created sequel. Thank you. Bye. Let's harmonize. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a Sequel Men podcast episode where we... Oh, I thought thought you were wanting us to do like a Garth and Cat, like SNL, where we're just like, and it's a Sequel Men, and we're like, (laughs) and it's a Sequel and we talk about and we just like say stuff at the same time the sequel men podcast has everything headphones uh microphones that look like penises <sighs> oh did you turn into steve stefan <laughs> guys yeah did i ever tell you that i was stefan in high school like for yeah a, for a i skit? saw the video yeah he's okay what i've never seen it okay